feel like I'm a part of something bigger. My favorite business show. Hands down the best B2B sales and marketing podcast. The ultimate resource for salespeople. George makes me want to conquer local. An authentic entertainer. Conquer Local with Vendasta. Here's George Leaf. Welcome to the latest edition of the Conquer Local podcast. In you know the feedback that we've been getting from our listeners, we uh, have this common theme. I had a few people reaching out to me over the last couple of months saying, boy, it sure would be nice to get somebody from the other side of the desk. Get us somebody from the finance side or get me somebody from legal that's negotiating the contracts or get me somebody from procurement. So we went out and started doing some researching and I think we actually found an expert on procurement. His name is Jens Henschel. He's the founder and managing director of the Fivus Partnership based out of London, England. And what drew me to Jens when we found him online, he's got a long history working at Procter & Gamble. He also worked at KFC in Europe and the UK around supply chain management. And he has since formed the Fivus Partnership to work with sales organizations in helping them to deal with procurement. And we're finding that procurement is starting to happen even on smaller buys. It's not the big multi-million dollar deals. It's even deals of twenty dollars or $30,000 where you're seeing procurement get involved. And there also is a bit of a game that's played sometimes by buyers. And I'm hoping that when we dig under the hood with Jens, he's going to give us some feedback on how the procurement side of the business works and how as salespeople, we can start to navigate that that side of the business a little bit better. So Jens Henschel, the founder and managing director of the Fivus Partnership on everything you need to know when dealing with the procurement departments out there when we return on the Conquer Local podcast next. Jens, thanks for joining us on the Conquer Local podcast. Um, we're, we're glad to have you have you on the line, and uh, you're calling in from uh, London, England right now. Yeah, that's correct. Thanks, George. Thanks for having me on the show. And you, just to let you know, I've been on the dark side for all my career, so I've been a professional buyer. So hopefully I can shed some light into what it's like to be on the other side of the table. Well, you know, that's exactly what we're going to do here is really dig into, um, you know, what the process might entail if you are faced with a procurement department on the other side of, of a deal. And, you know, what I've been hearing from Conkers is that, you know, more and more we're starting to see more of these uh, requests for proposals, even even in smaller buys. And, um, you know, your background, uh, Jens, you've You've been the founder of the Fivus Partnership for the past 11 years, but you've been doing uh, supply chain management and procurement for some of the biggest brands in the world. Tell us about the work that you did uh, over a few years uh, for KFC recently. Yeah, so look, I mean, I've been, again, in the procurement, as you say, and supply chain management all my all my career. I really have a passion for that, right? And I, I, I think that uh, you might disagree, George, and some of your listeners, but I think procurement is one of the best functions that you can be in, right, as a career. Um, so, yeah, so I started my career uh, at Procter & Gamble, worked there for, for many years and, and was buying materials and, and services for, you know, various different brands and moved then to KFC, as you say, uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken was the supply chain and, and procurement director over there. 
and then founded the uh, the Fiverr's partnership. Um, and we deal with with um, relationship building between sales and procurement. And the reason why we've decided to do that, I, I founded a company with a few colleagues from Procter & Gamble. The reason why we decided to do that is we wanted to build bridges between sales and procurement because I think you said it in your intro, right? I mean, there is this dreadful wor- world of procurement out there. And we, we've realized that a lot of sales teams, a lot of sales organizations are exactly perceiving procurement, perceiving us as buyers in, in, a, in a dreadful way, which is, which is unfortunate because what procurement actually is, what it is to us and what it is for many companies out there is an enabling function. Uh, we are tasked as professional buyers to find supplier capability, supplier skills, the best suppliers out there to help us to you know, deliver and delighting our business results and delighting our end consumers. And we need to do that in partnership with our suppliers. Just to give you a figure there, 80% of any kind of innovation that you see in the FMCG world comes from supplier relationships. And if you don't have a good procurement team there that can build bridges, that can you know, interact with sales and that has found and identified the right suppliers and salespeople, then we as a function, as a procurement function, will not be successful. So this is what we do now as, uh, as, as the Fiverr's partnership. We go into sales teams and help them understand what procurement is and how they can build winning relationships with them. Yeah, what I, you know, when we, I started stalking you online and uh, I'll tell you where my first interaction with you, uh, Jens, came in was I was listening to your, uh, your confession series, the confession tapes. And, and I was, I got, I got to get Jens on the, on the podcast because I think that there is this misnomer when it comes to procurement, when they're involved in a deal. I think that salespeople are, are afraid, whereas what they really need to be is, I think now I'm starting to look at it a little bit differently where P and procurement involved, I'm pretty excited because if we're able to pass those tests that procurement has in place, we're probably going to build a really great partnership that could last for a number of years rather than just a flash in the pan. Because correct me if I'm wrong, you know, procurement is involved to help find the right supplier to fit the, the you know, the needs of the organization. Is, is that not the case? No, you're absolutely right, George. And and it's 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 not only you know probably some of your listeners or yourself that struggled with procurement for a while. I mean, we hear that all the times from small companies and larger companies where people are saying, "Look, uh, procurement is a black box," or or people are saying, "Look, I I try to avoid procurement at all costs. I rather do cold calling than deal with procurement." And and you know we we when we started on this journey, we we really you know, dug a bit deeper on, on why that is. And, and we found out that a lot of sales methodologies actually teach you guys as well to, to avoid procurement. And we, we find that, to your point, we find it dangerous because um, our, what we are tasked, what, what we are KPI'd on, is to first understand internally what is the business need, right? What do, do our internal stakeholders require? An IT director, a marketing director, an operations director, what do they need in terms of requirements? And then we are tasked as procurement team to go out and see what are the best suppliers out there that can match you know, the internal requirements and needs that we have. And we're totally agnostic, right, to who the provider will be. We totally, you know, we're non-biased. We just apply analytical tools to analyze the market. And then based on that analysis, we select our suppliers. So for, for us, um, it, is, it is very, very much process-driven. And 
if you as a salesperson can understand our processes, can understand how we KPI'd and how we evaluate the market and how we evaluate you as and your capabilities, that can you know provide you with a lot of uh, insights and and opportunities to actually win business and grow your business with that respective organization. So do you um, you know the one question that I've I've always had is. Do you encourage sales organizations to build rapport with the procurement department, and and to you know uh, especially work through the RFP? But you know how how can we go a little bit further in in building that relationship when we see we're we're facing a you know a professional procurement organization inside a prospect? Yeah, I think what is always important is um, to build that relationship. Early, right? I mean, there's obviously different maturity levels of procurement professionalism out there, right? So let's let me give you just the you know two extremes maybe. So the the very non-mature procurement organization would be uh, would be involved by the internal requisition of very late in the process, right? And they're probably just there to rubber stamp a deal that you've already agreed upon with an IT director, with a marketing team, with an R&D department, whoever it might be, right? So the other extreme, on the other hand, is that procurement is driving the whole process. They have the decision-making authority. They will select a, based on a requirement that has been defined uh, when you're actually not involved as a salesperson at all. And everything in between exists as well. So I think the first step really for you as a salesperson is to understand, okay, where does procurement sit? Because you can easily fall into that trap that you've built a beautiful relationship with that internal requisitioner, right? And, and you pretty much, uh, you know, build that relationship. They say, hey, look, you, George, you've won the business. You're the best supplier on this planet. And then they say, oh, by the way, George, I need to bring in procurement because now, you know, there's this new company policy that they need to be involved. And then all of a sudden I come into the room and I'm obviously not going to be impressed, right, that I've nev- never been involved in this, right, and that probably my internal, you know, uh, peer there. Uh, has not really followed the process. So you can easily, as a supplier, as a salesperson, get in between me and that, you know, internal stakeholder. And I probably need to, you know, you know, treat you very roughly to really make sure that first, you not do that again, you involve me early. Second, that my internal peer realizes that I can deliver value. So this is something that I've seen on numerous occasions in my career where people have really, as a say on the sales side, really underestimated the internal politics the internal standing of, you know, the internal requisitioner and the procurement team. And to see and anticipate that early and to build the report early with procurement is absolutely crucial. So if you have today, any one of your listeners today, if you today have a customer that you don't know who the professional buyers, reach out tomorrow and give them a call and just say, give them a courtesy call and say, look, I'm George. I'm part of that company. I'm already interacting with some of your stakeholders internally, but I just wanted to reach out and say that I exist pretty much and have, have a meeting with you potentially. That will already break the ice. It, it really, it really, really pays off. Yeah, and I think that, you know, just being aware that this, this situation could exist inside an organization. So when you were telling that story of, you know, the, uh, the buyer and you've been working, you're the sales rep, you've been working with the buyer, you get it down the road, and then all of a sudden they say, oh, by the way, I've got to bring Colleen in, she's with procurement. Um, it, it might not even be that the salesperson didn't do the needs analysis, it might have been that the prospect just isn't isn't exposing it because they're not following procedure. When should we be looking for procurement to be involved? Is there, 
Are, are you finding that there's a threshold in the size of business that may be using a procurement team? Or is there categories of business where, you know, a professional procurement and supply chain management process might be in place? Is there is there something that we could say, oh, that kind of looks like I, I maybe should be looking at that prospect and asking these questions? Yeah, I mean, there's obviously, there's a lot of, lot of you know, questions in there. Maybe the first one, I just want to reiterate the point. You're absolutely right. You need to read, is your internal, you know, customer that you're dealing with actually following the process of the company, yes or no? And they might be saying, look, no need to deal with procurement. They're a blocker anyways. Uh, they might exactly relaying that message to you, right? I mean, I've heard it on numerous occasions. Yes. But there is obviously some kind of mandate by the CEO, by the CFO to say, look, Every dollar that we spend as an organization has to be approved by procurement. And we don't, we don't care if we don't like it, internal IT director. You have to follow the process, right? And then it, then it gets nasty if, if then only at the 11th hour you, you, you get in touch with procurement. So that's, that's, that's number one. I mean, but you're right, though. Um, so procurement teams in organizations sometimes manage up to 50 to 60 to 70% of the P&L. So we, we manage a lot of, a lot of expenditures for, for a company. So we need to make choices where we, where we want to be present, right? We need to prioritize our time. So this is another analysis that I always advise every salesperson to do. Understand how much spend, how much ex- expenditure is your buyer actually managing? So it could well be, George, that you have, you know, that you're selling something worth 500 grand or 2 million, 20 million, and it's a big deal for you. But if the buyer on the other side of the table is managing an expenditure of, let's say, 200 million, it might be just a drop in the water for him or her. So she might not or he might not be, you know, as involved as for bigger spend items, or it might be completely automated, or it might indeed be handed back to the internal requisitioner to say, look, Go out and sort it yourself because it's so non-important to us as procurement team. Uh, we will keep an eye on it, but at least we're not involved as as we are on, on other areas. So this is probably so. There, how, there are a number of different it. scenarios that could exist as you go into these organizations and you notice that there is some sort of, you know, um, procurement process that is that is in place. I think it's important to understand your buyer persona and and you know who who is the economic buyer in the deal and keeping in mind that there are other influencers in the confession tape series. I noticed that there was a bit of a theme in, in one of the episodes that, that I was uh, reading through. I, I had the transcript, so I actually read through it, uh, Jens, but it, it was around um, a, a pet peeve that I think you were speaking about. And, and that was that, you know, a lot of salespeople just aren't ready when they come into the appointment. Do, do you see this as a bit of a theme? Yeah, unfortunately, yes. I mean, you know, when I was still on, on the other side of the table, I mean, my you know, standard question, just to sense check how prepared a, a salesperson was, uh, was to ask him, okay, what are your goals? How do you see the relationship evolve over the next three years, right? And if you get then a 10, 15 second of pause, then you already know, okay, there's something fishy. And if you then get an answer of, well, I need to make the quarter or, you know, I just want to sell this product or there's no kind of, you know, report that the salesperson builds with your business needs, as a business, with your functional needs as a procurement function, with your personal needs as a buyer, then you know that that person is not prepared. And and you, probably most of your listeners say, well, this is the, the basics, we always do that. I have to tell you, no, you don't, right? I mean, I, I would say in 90% of the cases of, of 
you know, various different, you know, companies of software or services or, you know, ingredients or, or raw materials, most of the salespersons, unfortunately, are not thinking of, okay, well, how can I, you know, excite and inspire my customer by delivering, you know, above and beyond just the pure product that I'm, that I'm offering here, right? This is a crucial, a crucial step, being prepared. Um, you know, some, some things that we talk about in the confession tapes as well, you know, with some, some of my, um, you know, colleagues that I met throughout my career is just anticipating um, that on how to manage a meeting. Right? It can be as easy as that, right? Just small things do, do really matter. Um, that, for instance, you think of, of, of preparing meeting minutes, right? I mean, nobody loves to do, to prepare meeting minutes. So if you can do that for me and you can, you you uh, you know offer that proactively. That's something that I keep in mind, right? Or you send me a reminder that we actually have a meeting, uh, because one thing that that a lot of salespeople don't probably don't know um, is we don't have a lot of time actually on our hands, right? To meet people, we probably spend five percent to maximum ten percent of our time meeting suppliers. We wish to do or spend more time on it, but there's a lot of admin stuff and operational issues that we need to be dealing with. Unfortunately, still as a procurement function that we only have limited amount of time. So when you come to a meeting, you need to really deliver your A-game, support me with, you know, delivering the meeting, wrapping up the meeting, meeting minutes, et cetera, et cetera. All these things matter really quite a bit. And that's what we try to try to bring alive in these, in these confession tape series that you, that you mentioned early on. Well, Jens, when I wanted to, I noticed you online and I started doing my research around, you know, what your partnership is doing. I think that it's, and it's pretty cool that our, our listeners could access someone like you who really is playing on the other side of the fence now. It, the way that I understand it, the Fivus partnership exists to help sales organizations in how they interact with procurement. Now, in your previous roles, you sat on the other side of the desk, and I always find that to be very valuable training. Um, and I'm sure that you probably have some train wrecks. Uh, I was wondering if you might be able to share, um, as you've been working with these organizations, maybe one or two of the, the biggest train wrecks that you've ever seen in, in, in uh, sales organizations trying to deal with procurement. Yeah, I think it, it comes back to what we discussed early on. Uh, so I had a, um, so I was responsible for IT and software spend at, at KFC. Uh, and uh, it was a fairly recent um, mandate that we received from the CEO saying, look, uh, procurement now needs to take over that budget uh, as well. So the IT director was not yet really used to us being involved, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, so the uh, week one, pretty much, um, we haven't yet set up the resources and everything. The IT director comes you know, to me and says, look, Jens, um, you know, we have that IT supplier coming into our office tomorrow. We had a great discussion with these guys already. They're an incumbent supplier. Uh, they put a three-year deal on the table. Uh, could you just come in tomorrow into the meeting and pretty much rubber stamp it, and you know, then we're good to go for the next two years? So I said, yes, of course, no problem. I can come over. Um, and, but obviously, in, in, in the back of my mind, I was slightly frustrated because uh, I always compared with this kind of scenario, you take your child into a toy store, and, you know, your child runs to a, you know, to the shelf and takes out a toy and says, daddy, daddy, I want to have this. I want to have this. And then you try to negotiate with the shop assistant to get a 10% discount. It's not going to happen, right? <laughs> because you've got your child screaming on the floor, you know, 
and you want to save the situation. Um, so this was is, is a good analogy on what is happening exactly in that case that I experienced that during my career. So, uh, so I went into that meeting the following day. Uh, the sales representative um, obviously had no clue why I was there. The the IT director didn't brief him. Uh, so he was fairly shocked when I introduced myself that I'm uh, from procurement. Um, and so I could definitely see in his face that that you know he was he was slightly nervous. Um, and the thing is, my agenda was not to be aggressive at all. My agenda was not to squeeze the supplier whatsoever because I knew that we didn't have any alternatives. We had to go with the supplier. And the IT director was a big fan of the supplier. So I, I actually, my leverage was fairly low. But the thing is, what I had to do to showcase to my IT director that what I'm doing as a living is actually a skill and not just something that everyone can do, right? We deliver value as a procurement function. And I had to showcase to the to the supplier, obviously, that procurement is now a function that he has to involve early on in the process. So I just started to dig and ask some questions and I, you know, the, you know, in the end of the day, what we, to make a long story short, George, we settled on a 25% discount on the original price. Whereas probably I would have been totally okay if that person would have just said, look, Jens, I know that you knew, let's set up a separate meeting and let, let's discuss how we can create value together. But the salesperson got so nervous that uh, that he would lose the business that he immediately gave in. And the, the thing is now, though, that, you know, I immediately after that meeting said, look, we need to put need to put five people onto IT's expenditure for this company because if I spent just half an hour sitting in a meeting saying my name, getting 25%, what will happen if we really try to analyze the market and try to see what other vendors are out there? So the big learning here is, if you go uh, unprepared into a meeting, if you don't know the you know political structure in, in an organization, if you don't know your procurement contact, you need to save the situation. Don't get nervous and don't give away money uh, too soon. It, it, it can backfire tremendously. And, you know, the bottom line is we actually removed that supplier from, from the mix uh, because we found other suppliers that were much more valuable in the end of the day. So uh, it was, um, yeah, pretty bad for that salesperson, unfortunately. But this is so- something that happens more often than you think. So that would be probably the best example that I can give you in that regard, George. So would you um, w- would you judge that supplier then based upon that experience and say that something's not right here? They gave they gave up too early, or they they didn't come with the value proposition again to reiterate the value. They just they just dropped the rate. Uh, you know, it really speaks to the to the quality of the the person you're dealing with, and 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 also to the quality of the organization. In my mind, that's that's what I took from it. Yeah, I mean, obviously there was something going on as well. I think the IT director and that organization is a large, you know, software house. I mean, they obviously had a great relationship, or I think ten years or whatever. So there was probably a slight element of complacency to really offer the best product, the best value, et cetera, et cetera. So to, to immediately drop 25% tells you right away there's something not right, right? Uh, because obviously nobody wants to go home with, with a loss. Um, so, and, and that's what we investigate then no, over the that's next really six months, right? Insight. Yeah, that's really great insights. I, I appreciate you sharing that story. And, you know, there is a whole bunch more where that came from. If you, uh, and we'll definitely put the links into the material for this podcast. Jens Henschel is the founder 
and Managing Director of the Fivest Partnership, working with sales organizations all around the globe to help them in dealing with professional procurement practices and supply chain management on the prospect side. So if you want to learn more about uh, Jens and the work that his team has been doing, by all means, visit him on LinkedIn and have a peek at those confession tapes. There's some great value there. We really appreciate you joining us on the uh, Conquer Local podcast, Jens, and we'll let you get back to it across the pond. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, George. Appreciate appreciate to be on the show. Thank you. Well, what a great episode from Jens Henschel. You know, interesting for him to say, you all say that you're prepared, <laughs> but the majority aren't. You know, we find that when we're training salespeople as well. And I think if you think back to your last four or five presentations, even my last four or five presentations, there's a couple of them where I probably should have little, been a little bit better prepared. So preparation, always something that we should be focused on and spending more time on. I think that we really need to dig deep inside the buyer personas to see if we're dealing with everybody and that you know that's a horror story that Jens just told us about the, you know losing 25% of your deal value just because you got afraid that procurement was involved and then number 2 eventually losing the deal because you know they just smelt something wasn't right in the value proposition you know it uh, it scares me even more when i hear that dreaded word but i think that it's interesting and if you really dig into yen's content where you can find him on uh, linkedin the confession tapes series that they have built is a great resource for trying to look at your presentation look at the way that you are crafting your value proposition and your entire sales process when dealing with procurement might need to be a little bit different and then think about your teams and how you're training how to handle the dreaded p word when they come up against it and they're doing their needs analysis or even in that horror story they didn't even know about it until the very end and then you know the salesperson as it was a bit of a rookie move just gave up 25 percent of the deal value and then the, the spider sense really is tingling on the other side going you know why would they do that so some great learnings today on this edition of the Conquer Local podcast, all about dealing with procurement and what some of the goals of those folks in the side of the, the desk around supply chain management and what they are trying to accomplish in their KPIs and their goals when they're involved in a deal. We're always looking for your feedback. LinkedIn, the best place to speak to us, or you can become a part of the Conquer Local community. You know, this might be a great topic inside the Conquer Local community. If you ever run up against procurement, it would be great to get some feedback from our members, the Conquerors out there, when they've come up against procurement. So if we could maybe get a channel started on that, I'd love to see some feedback from the various sales leaders that are inside the Conquer Local community and how they've handled dealing with procurement on the other side of the desk. Well, thanks to Jens Henschel for joining us this week, the founder and managing director of the Fivest Partnership here on the Conquer Local Podcast. My name is George Leith. I'll see you when I see you. You've been listening to the Conquer Local Podcast with your host, George Leith. Executive producers are Brendan King, Jeff Tomlin, and Danny Mario. Audio engineering, Sound Lounge by T-Bone. Marketing by Rory Lawford. Produced by Colleen McGrath. 